So for the two of you guys who do follow me, this is a, a, a different look into Yevato, uh, the businessman slash techie. How did you get into YouTube? What's your background? Where are you from? Why did you move to Vietnam? You know, tech wannabe, if you will. And I talked to Riley. I talked to other people. I was like, shit. This Riley mug, you know, this fool, like, he knows what was going on because he's... A lot of people can talk about tech. Oh, I want to do this. I want to do this. I, I love the automation. I want to make money off tech. But Riley, like, he did it. He lived it. Like, he struggled. Like, and he had some trial and errors and, like, at some points, like, you weren't making money, right? Yeah, yeah. I wasn't making money for my first... I wasn't making money for my first three months um, in Asia. Um, actually, I wasn't making money for my first, like, six months in Asia. So, yeah. So, when it comes to tech... Online. Six months. Uh -huh. Trying a business online, I was not making any money. So, anything that involves the web business... Your first year is not going to be the most lucrative. Your first year is going to be pretty slow because when we talk about technology, it's really exponential growth. And really, even though it's exponential growth, you got to start from zero, from a zero, zero, you know, from the bottom, from the ground up, and then it becomes exponential. But even though it's exponential, you got to start somewhere zero. I mean, I remember Facebook when I was on Facebook, like you know, in its beginning, like, it, it was, it wasn't big, but anyways, you, even at exponential growth, you start at zero, you know, so, yeah, so, how do, how do you like the fried chicken? Uh, this fried chicken is bomb, like, is that tofu there? That's a potato. Right? Oh, potato, okay. Just listen to this, uh, this crunch here, guys. Oh, yeah, yeah, you heard that, right? Oh, good. Anyways, we're just at, uh, in District 7 here at this uh, kind of Korean barbecue spot and it's good and I just wanted to uh, yeah sit down with Yuvato and uh, hopefully you guys can get to know him a little bit about me more it's my, actually my last day in Saigon so very very sad um, tomorrow tomorrow leaving at 7 a.m. flight to Singapore uh, two days for New Year's Eve 2016 yeah, in Singapore uh, yeah and then we go to uh, Philippines starting in Boracay for a week to meet up with some high school buddies so that should be fun and then down to uh, Davao City alright so what's your uh, so just so your viewers know what's your background like um, uh, back in the, the I mean, States where are you from and what's so and, and you guys gotta hear Riley's story too because you know growing up in America at this time it's like a checkered sort of existence because you don't have like you know the baby boomers had their thing going you know the this at this moment in time it don't matter if you're white <laughs> it don't matter if you're Asian it's like it's like everybody's equal it's an equal play field you know you know what I'm talking about right yeah, yeah, yeah. it don't matter if you're black you know it don't matter if you're Mexican it, and this point of history it's globalized to the point in which like Everybody has opportunities, and then like you're living in America, and you would assume you would assume that you know living in America has all its, its advantages, and then it's a weird sort of game nowadays. It's a it's a, it's a weird animal of its own. Everybody, and it's like an individual sort of I don't know mosaic story, you know. Like I remember when I was growing up in America in the 80s and 90s, and it's like it was like a privilege to you know really grow up in America. 
and you know America was where it's where it was at you know and I was part of that generation who went to America because we were you know we were we were, we were looking for something maybe it was the education maybe it was the culture or whatnot you know and nowadays it's 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 a completely different animal the history of America the history of the world you know just it, it, it's it's different age different information age exactly it's like we're, we're living in the Jetsons age pretty exactly. much yeah and it's like you don't know what to make out of it you know people don't even realize it but we're living in the age of flying buses right 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 <laughs> right 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 and, and, um, and telepathic communication yeah like it's called phones like people don't even realize that we can tele tele telepathically communicate it's through our phones but really it's brain to brain essentially brain to phone to brain right 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 so, all right, we back in this Bihach. Let's take a shot of this. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Bihach. Yeah. Ah. So, what was that, Yavado? That's the uh, soju. It's a uh, crack of uh, crack cocaine of uh, Korea. Yes, Korean crack in liquid form. Ooh, we should tell Young Jeezy about this. It's some new form of crack. That's awesome. Uh. Okay, so let me go through these questions. We were going deep into technology and the world of internet, but let's have a chance for both of us to kind of tell our stories briefly. So, your background, you're from, where are you from? I'm a Cali, typical Korean-American. Um, very nerdy, film, film type of background when I was high school. Um, also, literature, and then I was a lit major in... Um, in an Ivy League school, oh, cool. uh, Penn, and then uh, I, I graduated, and then and then uh, I was uh, working for a magazine, and it's kind of funny, but I was working for a celebrity magazine. Yeah, I was writing, and then but it was for like celebrities, pet and shit, pets and shit, like <laughs> it was fucked up shit, right? So it's like so you tell them like, oh, what are you doing? Like I'm doing journalism. You, what kind of journalism? Celebrity. He's like, oh, what's the name of the magazine? It's like, it's that. I don't want to name the name of the magazine because I don't want to diss the. Oh no. <laughs> but 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 um, but you know, it it it, it was, it, it, yeah. So it was like a celebrity magazine, but about the celebrities' pets, and then um. After that, like, I just got into education, the service industry, the brick and mortar, fucking, fucked up. Fucked up, you know, brick and mortar industry. How, how like, did you get into the education? Thing? Well, because I, my my parents were like, "You gotta work, or get the fuck out of my house." And I was like, "So you're living at home when you were working for the magazine?" Yeah, I was like, "Why not?" It's but but for the Asians, you know, it's cool because they live at home for a long time. <laughs> you you live at home till you get married. Yeah, and even sometimes you stay at home. You say you. <laughs> His brother lives at home, and he just tells his parents, Mom, Dad, I'm just having fun. I'm just having a good time. They're not even, like, boyfriend and girlfriend. <laughs> he just has, like, a girl friend that lives in their parents' home. It's funny. Anyways, Asian stories. Yeah, no, when you're Asian, you live at home, it's no biggie, you know? You know, girls won't be, you know, judging you or anything. Okay, so you can take them back to the crib and, you know, do what you do. I did. Okay. <laughs> I, 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 I. I did. I snuck them in. I was like, "Yeah, gotta, gotta, gotta go on that budget, girl. You know, <laughs> gotta save that money. You know." 
saying? The privacy, privacy is, uh, is, is, you know, you know. Yeah. You gotta, you gotta sacrifice it, you know. All right. All right. So then you got into education. What is your business? Uh, I'm. I'm doing a education service industry, uh-huh. and um, I'm doing a SAT business. SAT prep. SAT prep. Big exactly. business. Yeah. Uh, it, it's it's hardly scalable. It's not it's not like a big scalable sort of thing. Who the yeah. fuck wants to invest in education? Well, I mean. Kids who want to invest in it because of their parents. But I mean, you, it's not—it's not like in a really exciting field like oil or fucking. I know, I know. You're going through a career pivot. That's why you're kind of hating on it. But okay. Yeah. So I mean, I mean, there there are other things to invest in like cocaine, oil. You know. Yeah. Yeah. You know. You know. No, education is like the last, the the least exciting. And then and then what happened was two years ago I had a fucking epiphany. I went to fucking Singapore, okay. Which is sort of like the second tech capital. Uh, See, okay, so India is like the fucking tech capital of Asia, if you will. Okay. That's like sort of the outsourcing capital, if yeah, you will. Right. Yeah, yeah. I went to fucking Singapore, and I was meeting all a lot of these investment bankers and seeing the deals that they were doing. Yeah. And. Like seventy percent of the deals that they were doing were like for tech. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, "Wait a minute, something's wrong here." Ten years ago, were these investors doing seventy percent tech? Not necessarily. You don't know that, you know. Probably not. It was to a lesser degree. And I was like, "Wait, wait, wait, wait." And then I had to back up for a minute and I asked myself, "Is this sort of like the startup bubble?" You know. And then actually, I was like, wait, 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 what's going on here? What's going on here? What's going on here? This, and it was completely out of my element because I was like, I, you know, I had a, a straight way, a set way of making money. And, and then this completely, like, shattered all my expectations. And then all my expectations, all of my rules of making money. Yeah. And, like... I fucking cried. I was like, "Your mind was just opened to a yeah, whole yeah, yeah." It was my 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 mind was just completely like mush, and then I was like, <laughs> I had to like build it up back again. Yeah, right. Relearn everything. Relearn everything, and I was like, "Wait." So the question was, what is actually a scalable business? How do you have a scalable business? You know, and what makes a scalable business? And I and being in a service industry, I realized then that I'm in the fucking wrong industry. Like, yeah. you're limited by you know your time, mm-hmm. your teacher's time. Yeah. So, and here's the thing: as much as I like to talk to Riley, because I get I extract so much information from this guy, I learn so much from this guy, and I'm like, fuck, I gotta talk to this guy more. As much as I want to do that, like we met like at a pretty late time today because I was fucking working. Yeah, thanks, man. Because it's my last day in Saigon, so thanks for. But I mean, up. just 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 meeting him, you know, and having the time, like, and as much as I wanted to meet him, like, I I I, I don't have the time because I'm in the service fucking industry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Take yeah. A, take a potato. Wow. Check out these fried potatoes. Ooh, that is so crispy that that is crispier than Christmas. Oh, and and you know you know what's pretty cool about this whole YouTube thing? Uh, and YouTube is technology, right? I meet like techies who um, make money doing the most unexpected like because they they're they're in the circle the most random the most shit. random you're like oh what the fuck wait yeah. you can make money you can make money the randomest and, ways and on here's the, the thing like techies cannot help it but be kind of snobs but be, because they're like you know they're like i'm making money doing this secret thing on the internet <laughs> right, I make 10K right, per right, day. right 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 it's like they they can't help but be snobs because it's like they have that insider information and it's like they have that circle you know and we talk about like traffic you know how much traffic you're getting and you know certain programs it's like techies just can't help it but be a little bit snobbish than the average person it's like you know I mean the thing about Riley which he's living the life like he's living the uh, life close to a four hour work week on my way Exactly. But that's what started it off for everyone. All the digital nomads, all of the internet marketers, online sellers. Is It started with a passion to travel and live life to the fullest, not a passion for advertising or internet marketing or selling stuff, writing copy. It all starts with just a, a belief that a life, like the life I want to live is... A life that's uh, full of exciting experiences. And that's what the 4-Hour Work Week is about. It's about balancing that work and life. So that's the cool thing about working on the internet from your laptop. Is uh, one thing, you can be anywhere in the world. And you can basically choose your own hours. Make my own schedule. Oh, I have some people back home. They're like, yeah, I make my own schedule. Uh, which... Eight hours a day, I want to work. I don't work. I probably work like three to four hours per day. So we'll just keep it at that. I probably work three to four hours a day, any hours a day that I want to work. Um, I work more hours per day nowadays just on editing videos. But you, but you love doing that. So exactly. I mean, so yeah. it's not considered. So it's not, it's work. not considered yeah, work. Yeah, it's art. It's art. Yeah, editing is like an art. Filming it's art. But anyways, so we're we're kind of. Comparing and contrasting a location and location-dependent business to a location-independent business on the online world to the brick-and-mortar world, and he's sort of got some making ideas, a making a little transition. transition. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So what? What? Let me ask you. What is your big why? What is your big motivation in the transition to the online business world from the brick-and-mortar? What's your main reason in your so, heart? So, so what? Anybody in the tech business for like? five years they've they're 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 pretty much set I, I, I okay the first year not making money I, you know your first year your first two years okay the, your first year you're not making any money and you're gonna question whether you're doing the right thing second year you're barely making a living and then the third year something happens with the Google algorithms these algorithms like they start like fucking favoring you you know and then they Something happens. Something happens in the, in, after your second year, and then you're like, "Oh shit, I'm making money." Are you referring to YouTube? Everyone. It's 
definitely okay. So if YouTube is Google, you know, uh, yeah, it's the algorithms of yeah, they favor you. Yeah, we're putting in the time, you know, being dedicated for that consistency. They definitely do for that consistency. Google wants to show in YouTube, aka YouTube, they want to show real results. So I've seen like YouTubers, they hit like a certain number of subscribers, and then like they double it like in a matter of like. Uh, such a short time. Yeah, for real, yeah. yeah Casey yeah. Neistat, he just hit a million like earlier this year. Now he's almost at two million. Exactly. So it's like, it's it's a weird thing. Those algorithms, you don't know how they were set, but it's kind of like the Wizard of Oz, you know? It's kind of paying you. It's, pay, it's paying you what you deserve, essentially. Exactly. Good and, content. You know, yeah. Obviously. And those motherfuckers are geniuses because <laughs> <laughs> they got us working. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> They got us working our asses off, you know? Mm-hmm. And um, so I, I'm definitely making that transition from a brick-and-mortar business. And being a brick-and-mortar business guy, I'm making that transition to the tech. And that tech is is fascinating because the, when it comes to techies, you everybody has like a different sort of philosophy. And not one way is the right way so you can't have like this one guy who's a fucking you know come from silicon valley work for you know startup 500 and he he's he's not always gonna you know or y combinator okay i'm named these big names and he's not gonna be the one who knows riley's niche he's not gonna know riley's niche Riley is his own niche, you know? And that's what I love about tech because it's an art form. It's purely an art form that you discover and you get better at. And it's it's a really it's a really beautiful thing because and I and I mentioned like yeah, techies are snobs, but even within that techie scene, everybody has their like own niche, you know. Kyle, for instance, you know, a really good friend of mine. He founded his own niche, found discovered you know the youtube google algorithms and he's making like a living you know just doing that and then and then i talked to you you know the shopify the volution the amazon and i asked my php you know you know guys who claim to know the purists right php python motherfuckers right yeah and they were like well they, they didn't know much about it. I was like, wait, what the fuck? I thought you were supposed to do everything, everything. You know, I came to you, you know. And then he was like, no, I'm not sure. And then I was like, I found out that the sites you mentioned, like Shopify Evolution, highly scalable. More so than the WordPress, you know, platforms. And then, uh, and then I have some motherfuckers doing some weird ass shit. Like, you know, they're like, they don't even have that much traffic. And they're like programming their sites, like, you know, ground up. And I'm like, but, but I mean, everybody has, it, it's, it's a different philosophy. I love it because it's nuts because no one knows really what's going on. Really what's going on. There's, endless, there's endless possibilities and ways to exactly. make money online. It's, 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 it's a beautiful thing. Not knowing, you know, not having a straight answer is a beautiful thing. Yeah. You know? So, why did you move to Vietnam? Why are you here, bro? I, I moved to Vietnam because all these Koreans here, okay, in District 7, I was part of that wave. You know, it was nothing unique for me. You know, everybody asked me that. Why did you move to Vietnam as a Korean person? But 
you know, there was a time uh, in the early, like, 2000s or whatever, uh, Koreans were moving to China. And then, and then Koreans moving to China got kind of inflated and then died down. And then, you know, Koreans uh, moved to Vietnam. And I was part of that whole uh, migration, if you will, you know. Um, I heard through the grapevine. You heard through the grapevine? The great mi migration. <laughs> I, I heard through like friends because I'm an entrepreneur. I've been an entrepreneur for ever since I quit that fucking magazine job, you know. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And I'm a hustler, so <laughs> I'm a hustler. So, so I've been. I'm, I ask around. It's like you know, where 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 do I go to make some money, you know? And uh, people were like at that time, like you know, try out Vietnam, you know, maybe that's a place. And actually, that was a place, like, fucking six years ago. But people, I, I got here at least two years earlier than all these motherfuckers, so, so it was, I had, like, a, a good two years. Seven is your hood? And then, like, and then, I've been here six years now. Six, seven years. Have you been living in District 7? District 7 the whole time. And then, and then, after, like, three years of being here, all these motherfuckers came here. They flooded the market. That's what I knew. Brick and mortar businesses, you know, you're competing for the same customers. You're, you don't reach worldwide. Beauty of the internet. So amazing. It's like, there's a, the, the, the internet is, there's enough in it for everyone, you know. It's like, there's no need to fucking backstab the other person, like hate on the other person, you know. I got my enemies here, man. I got my enemies here. Other SAT preppers? Exactly. I got my enemies here. Okay, we're out for blood, you know. Damn, that's crazy. Yeah, but but here's the thing. Here's the thing. When it comes to the internet, you don't. What uh, tiger? Or sorry, high tiger. High lead tiger, yeah. So here's the thing. You don't need to hate on people on the internet. There's in it for everyone, you know. Yeah. And then I saw that, and I was like, oh shit, I'm in the wrong fucking business. Hey, we all realize it, like, the four-hour work week blows minds, changes lives, you know, just, it, it kind of just solidifies the mindset, like, you, you can have a career online, like, you just ha kind of have to know, just learn it slowly, and, you know, but you can do it, whether it's transferring your existing job into re a remote work situation, or to just completely going freelance, or starting your own online business, that's what this kind of wave of online people for our work week people digital nomad people is that's just kind of the, the philosophy and obviously I'm living proof like within one year within I was gonna say one year but I kind of started to try to make on, money online about two years ago it took about a year and four months to actually finally you know get money into my bank account from an online activity so. that's fast because most people take like oh you know what no but that's the same timeline but uh, after a year like you you don't make big money you make some, you, you, you do okay, you know, you find your way, and you're surviving, and then your second, third year, like, that's when you, like, start hitting certain, certain numbers, and then you're like, you, you can live comfortably, you know, and that's amazing, you, so you're, you're, you're living proof that, but, you know, this, this is the thing, like, your first year, you know, don't expect to make money, you know, it's, the, the, your first year doing tech in anything, whether it's YouTube or 
fucking selling porn, you know, selling Viagra. Your first year, anything e-commerce, anything on tech, your first year, don't expect to make any money. Expect to make zero. And after your first year, second, third month, you know, you'll, you'll, you'll make enough just to survive. And then, like, if something happens after that second year, that third year, like, something really happens, like, that, like you, you hit a spike. Yeah, it's definitely, it's like this. It, it goes, the hardest part is starting. And the hardest, hardest part for people watching and a lot of digital people say, comment at my videos, a few people. I want to quit my 9 to 5 job so bad, I'm going to start researching what you're doing right now. Like, It's really hard to get started because we all have jobs back home. Like, I had to start nights and weekends, nights and weekends, nights and weekends. I started a blog, I had a blog going for like a year because I was trying to make money through that, which didn't work. I had no idea what I was doing because I was not an internet marketing guy, but that got me into the blogosphere. That just kind of got me in, in the scene. I started finding more blogs of travelers and they might have a blog post of how they make extra money through their blog or yada yada yada. Um, so yeah, I was working nights and weekends writing blogs and doing uh, just watching YouTube basically for a year straight about how to make money online, how to sustain travel. I was this close to being an English teacher out here. I just happened to find one guy's blog, one random guy's blog who talked about e-commerce, drop shipping, uh, having your own website, selling a niche product online. Um, so I signed up uh, to his uh, his forum, his group of everyone that did that. They put on a meetup in Chiang Mai, Thailand, October 2014, and me and my roommate Parker, he's living here with me, and we both wanted to quit our jobs for like a year now living in a in the same one bedroom apartment I slept on the couch for a year and uh, we were just like whatever it takes let's go back to, we have to go back to Thailand we had taken a short vacation just for fun he was actually studying abroad I visited for two weeks anyways we just wanted to live abroad and just we were fresh out of college like a year out of college we just wanted to travel that was our that was our mission and it's like it's like the law of attraction it's like the secret like what they say the law of attraction we talked about it every single day we talked about traveling we talked about living in Thailand being on the beaches and we watched YouTube about you know travel bloggers and YouTube about Thailand you know teaching English in Thailand making money traveling we just cons our lives were consumed with this and after about a year we found this one guy's blog signed up for their meetup about a hundred people it was a week-long conference in Chiang Mai Thailand we found that in like the spring of 2014 it was scheduled for October we're like we're gonna quit our jobs in October save up all the money we can and attend this conference because we know we understand understood the law that if you surround yourself with people you become them you become the average of the people that you hang out with so if we can surround ourselves with a bunch of other guys that travel the world and with their laptops and work from there uh, then we can do it. We did it. Met a hundred good friends. Um, the drop shipping method was too slow for most people. So most people, about three to four months later, around uh, January, February, 2015, moved on to the Amazon method. And the Amazon method has been successful um, with just about everybody who had money to start it. Because the Amazon business is it's selling physical products on Amazon. 
and it's kind of a money makes money type of business. So the more money you have, the more inventory you can buy, the more money you'll get back. But that's what I do. But I'm here because it was just my mindset, and I was just really me and a friend. That's another life hack. If you can, if you can have a partner, a friend on the same mission as you, that makes it twice as easy. It's all about life hacks. If you want to be a digital nomad, change your career, do whatever you want to do, travel and make money. One of the biggest life hacks was having a best friend to share the same mission with. If you can have a group of friends to share the same mission with, it makes it twice as easy. So attending a conference out here about traveling and making money at the same time kind of helped me out, to say the least. So, yeah. Uh, how did you get into YouTube? Kale, man. How did you meet Kyle? I had a... Cheers, man. Yeah. <laughs> um, I had a business, the business that I told you about, like the Prep Academy. I saw his video first on YouTube. I was like, oh, shit. This guy lives here? Yeah, I was like, hit me up because I, I come from a film background.